0: Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this 154th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilberry, joined as always by co host Amber Green. I got to say right off the bat number one. What we originally were going to talk about in this episode, uh, it it didn't work. I've been sick the last couple episodes, the last couple days, probably the last couple episodes. I've been sick all my life. I've been sick the last couple days, and so I've been under the weather. That's why the episode is late, and it's going to be a little shorter than normal, and it's going to not be what we were originally talking about just because... It's just going to be what it is. Amber has an announcement to make. I actually had a surprise, but the surprise is pushed back because I have been sick and I've not been able to deal with it. So we're kind of all over the place. But we if you are a longtime secret super Bill listener, podcast listener, perception is reality listener, you're aware that Amber has teased a couple things Uh, throughout some various episodes and we're actually in a position where she's going to make that announcement on this episode and then we're going to talk about that announcement in her life and how it came to be and we're going to talk about how it might have relevance in your life and go from there. I want to make sure that we are all aware that this podcast is is not 110% politically focused. I know I've said that before. We've talked about life. We've talked about various aspects of things that have not related to politics. It also is very important to talk about people and community and a sense of community and a sense of people living in communities. And a lot of times that does not revolve around politics. But in the same sense that life goes on and politics doesn't involve itself in that, what we're going to be talking about tonight does have a place in the community and in the political discussion because the two things go hand in hand. So tonight, Amber's going to make her announcement, and we're going to do a very laid-back episode. I'm not going to do any editing to this So when I screw up, if she screws up, if I cough or snot or sneeze or snort, it's going to be what it is because I've just not been into it. And we will be back with a well-polished and put-together episode in 155. So please bear with us, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick first break, get that out of the way. And then when we return, we will be hearing about Amber's big announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Perception Is Reality. We'll be right back. Perception is reality.
1: Some talk shows think all their opinions are right. This one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilberry is a no-nonsense political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens about the importance of participating in their local government, welcome your host, Christopher H. Bilberry.
0: Look, I'm not your only host here. Uh, Amber's here as well. I, I've just got to get to changing the music, and that is very entailed, so we'll be doing that here directly, I promise. I, I always give her credit where credit is due. Uh, and I want to make sure that you're all aware that Amber is a co-host here. And I, I feel that way. But I, I told her once I knew she would be sticking around, we would change all of that up, change the writing and the artwork up and everything like that. So we, we'll we'll do that. But I'll tell you, after this episode, though, maybe, I don't know, it just depends on what this big announcement is. Maybe maybe she's leaving. I, I, we'll have to find out. I, I do want to say um, that we can talk about this in announcement now it is facebook social media official so i figure that we probably could go ahead and talk about it on the podcast do you want to let people in on your little
1: secret yeah um oh gosh so this has been if you've been listening for a while um you'll have heard me drop like little hints here and there because this has been something i've been working on basically since the very beginning of the year, the very first week of January. So I can't officially announce it now because everything is is on the up and up and papers have been signed. But um, I am opening my own brick and mortar boutique in downtown Yorktown, Indiana. Um, The name of the business is Fate Style Studio. We will be located in the Buck Creek Center um which is right in downtown Yorktown at the intersection of State Road 32 and Tiger Drive and we are we're hoping for a July 1st opening date um we are still in the construction process so things are still getting wrapped up with the interior of the building um, but other than that, we're we're ready to go and excited to get open and bring some more fun shopping to Delaware County.
0: That's great news. Is it now going to solely be brick and mortar, or will you have internet options as well for folks that are interested in that?
1: We will have full e-commerce as well. So there is a website, and um, it is not like fully functional yet, so... Um, if you go to it, it'll just say the site is under construction. But there will be a fully shoppable website, like a regular, you know, URL. And then we will also have the shopping option from social media.
0: Okay. So if
1: you if you do not live near and you can't physically come see the store, that will definitely be an easy way for you to shop. And if you just don't, you know, feel comfortable coming in yet, that's that's an option as well. But we would love to see your shining faces when we open.
0: And so for those of us listening that don't really know what a boutique store is, what is that?
1: (laughs) So um, a boutique can be very many different things, so I'm not going to try and put it into a small box. But my store specifically, so I named it Fate Style Studio for a reason because I want to be able to style your entire life um, as a woman you know we want to style our homes. we want to style ourselves like we have kind of our own image, so fate is going to carry um juniors and ladies' clothing um sizes extra small to three x so you know we should be able to fit damn near everybody uh-huh
0: <laughs> um, good we'll have, I like that,
1: yeah, we'll have accessories, so you know jewelry um. Sunglasses, scarves, phone accessories, that kind of thing, and then home decor and my beauty counter products that I've been selling for a while now will also be offered um, physically in the store as well. Well,
0: that's good. So you'll have all that stuff there, and you'll be able to be found where you've normally been able to be found. Or go ahead and tell everybody about all of that.
1: Yes, but the there is a um, so Fate Style Studio has its own Facebook page and its own Instagram. Everything is is very easy to find. The website is www.FateStyleStudio.com.
0: dot Okay. The Facebook
1: is Fate Style Studio. The Instagram is at Fate Style Studio. we we're, we're not we're not changing anything up. We want to be easy to find and easily recognizable.
0: So I know that this is a little bit different episode and not generally what we always cover here. It's not political, but in my opinion local businesses go hand in hand with local politics and the community and it all kind of is one and this very much in my opinion is being active in your community in my opinion other than being an elected official you couldn't become any more active in your community than having to feed yourself through having a local business in that community so i figured we could just kind of roll with us a little bit and let the two kind of bleed into one another so i'll ask you are you know how things are going with this and we can kind of talk about all of this in the process. But something that I'm always interested in is what your plans are. You know, are you looking at hiring folks from the community? Is it going to be just you for a while? Let's kind of explore where you are currently, where you hope to be, and the process that it's taken to get here. I think that might be interested for folks out there that are listening to this that might be dreaming of doing this same thing, be it another business or maybe competition who knows it's you know up to up to the brain out there but this could be very helpful for folks out there that are thinking "Ah, do we have it in us to start our own business
1: to start off um, I'm just going to be a one-man show Um, if you've been listening for a while you know that I've been out of work for a while I am kind of itching to get back into the workforce and make myself busy so just to start off and to kind of get an idea of what our, you know, traffic patterns are going to look like and that kind of thing. It is just going to be me. Um, we will be open five days a week. Currently I have those days set as Tuesday through Saturday. That is obviously completely subject to change (laughs) depending on, on how it goes. Once the grand opening rolls around, um, I'm sure, you know, as you've heard me mention, I do have three kids. All three kids are involved in extracurricular activities. Um, So I'm sure eventually I will want my weekends back. So I know eventually I, I do want to add to FATE's team, but we are not actively hiring at the current moment.
0: It takes time to to get there and, and you know, you want to know every aspect of your business and that's just, you know, just fine. And that's how a lot of businesses start out. And I, I absolutely think this is fantastic and wish you all the luck in the world. Uh, I, I think this stuff is very interesting to me because I come from a family business background. My father ran, worked at, and owned a family business that was a company that was a hundred Hundred and ten years old at the time that he died, and you know I loved every bit of that. He loved every bit of it. It gave us chance, uh, chances to to work together at various times throughout the years, and my entire family was involved with it at various aspects. And I saw the absolute joys. I saw the absolute struggles. But no matter what my father was faced with, he loved what he did, and he was passionate about it each and every day and it really was an added value to the community, and the community was an added value to my father, and I think it was fantastic. Now, at the time he worked there, there were many employed there, and throughout the years, he employed many different people from the community and from various other areas, so that was always helpful in that way, and one of the things that he did on a frequent basis, even being in an established business, was would, he would deal with, local elected officials, different appointed officials, whether it be the building commissioner or the city council or the board of works or you know different communities that he would work in outside of Muncie and Delaware County because he worked all over the Midwest. His company traveled and and did a whole bunch of work everywhere and they were always dealing with local governments and county governments and, and in some cases state governments where they were working. And so there was a lot of interaction there because of what they did. And now, unlike my father, you were creating this business from the ground up. My father loved this business, and he worked there from 1979 until he passed away in 2016. He worked his way up. He became a manager there. He became the head sales manager there. And then he became the shop manager. And then he actually bought the company from the previous owner. Dad was actually only the fifth owner in 110 years and he was the only owner that was not a family member but he worked closely with that family and he always treasured that and we always ran it as a family business the difference with you is you're building this from the ground my father didn't build his job his business from the ground obviously because he wasn't 100 and more than 110 years old of, of course um uh, but Not only is there dealings with the community and uh, officials from an old company... Uh, like that, doing various work. But there's a lot of red tape that you might have to go through in this initial phase. So let's talk about that a little bit, if you would. What kind of process you had to go through? And and I tell you, let's start this. How long a process was it from the time that you thought, hey, I want to open a business till this point right now? Has it been years? Was it two months? What was that process like?
1: Literally, I think I told him that on New Year's Day. Like, okay. Yeah, so not like, not I'm, not
0: crazy long.
1: No, and honestly the longest part has been the construction. Like cuz I I told him, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing this." And I had a couple other ideas too. And I I like literally we just sat there and kind of brainstormed on New Year's Day, like it's a new year, you know, the job market was garbage and I decided, you know, like, let's just go all in on the boutique. And so I I talked to a couple friends that helped me get the LLC established because I didn't want to be, I didn't even want to be like, tossing the idea around or, you know, asking around for advice or anything like that without looking serious. And I felt like by acquiring the LLC right off the bat, it kind of showed that I was you know, invested.
0: Okay. And that's,
1: that's actually a very easy process in the state of Indiana. If you are looking to, even if you're just looking for a sole proprietorship, something small, like you, you know, you, you make bomb cookies or I don't know, like you want to do something. It's Indiana. I am really impressed with the ease of use when it comes to registering businesses online for the state of Indiana. Like, I do kind of have to give Indiana a shout-out there.
0: Well, yeah, and I tell you, a lot of people don't realize how easy it is. It's mostly just done through the Indiana Secretary of State's office, correct?
1: Indiana has a website called InBiz. It's I-N-B-I-Z. And you actually do it all through there. You create an InBiz account, and it links, you know, the Secretary of State, and then... Um, the what is that what's the other one have to file your tax id through my mind's going blank
0: the indiana department of revenue
1: it's all really easy i mean i literally had that done in less than a day it takes the longest part about it was waiting for my physical retail merchant certificate to come in the mail because that's you know it's a physical piece of paper that they mail to you so that was that was super easy um on like putting together my business plan. I'm very much of a planner and I knew, I knew that, you know, opening something brick and mortar and, you know, not being able to have the physical location until construction was done. Like I knew there was going to kind of be some time where I have to like currently where I have to run everything and do all this legwork through my house um, so I really wanted to have a solid plan in place and I knew I was going to have to be requesting funding as well. So putting together a really solid business plan and I, I had some amazing small business owner friends help me with that. And once I had that put together, applying for my loan, like applying for this business loan also incredibly easy. They make you feel so comfortable so it's so stress-free like it was easier than than buying a car i'm not even kidding
0: <laughs> yes i imagine
1: and uh, like i've been super stressed out sitting in car dealerships one because i'm a female and i don't like the way that men at car dealerships talk to me right. sorry Billbury. <laughs> and two because you know you're always haggling on price and you know you want the best interest rate and blah 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 and with the business loan, like I didn't ever feel that way. Um, the business loan from the day I applied till the day I had the money in my bank account was less than a month okay and part of part of the the process there that took longer was me having to actually go and open my business banking account that like that takes some time so if so, if ahead. you were going into a building. Like, I obviously chose a brand-new building, but if you were going into a building that did not need any construction and was completely move-in ready, or if I, if I had chosen that, I I would say I probably could have easily been open by the 1st of April.
0: And now when you say move-in, I mean, obviously, it, because the, the building that you're moving into is an old bank that looks like it's been converted over to, uh, like, out outlet outside shopping area. So there's several businesses made up out of this one old former bank.
1: Well, so the bank was actually like the, you would not even know that the bank was ever there. Right. So the bank was basically gutted. They did not use very much of that actual structure at all. Um, the building is I think 30 feet longer on both sides than the bank was. So, so a total of 60 feet wider than the bank was the facade is like completely unrecognizable compared to the bank. Um, but the landlord purposely left each unit
0: blank that way. So each tenant can more or less go in and make it what they wanted without having to do a whole lot of work.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a complete shell. There was not even drywall. It was literally just framework. There was no floor. Um, And I personally, I love that. I know some people don't do well with that. Like they have to be able to see a completed space to get a vision. Right. But I don't. So it was actually, and I had no clue before I saw the building for the first time, like before I went into the inside, I had no clue what I was walking into. I didn't know what the space layout was going to be. I didn't know what the square footage was going to be. I was literally just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. And as soon as I walked in, I knew exactly how I wanted it. And we've been we've been working together to do that and it's i mean step by step they've they've let me see everything that's been done and it's it is my design that i chose from you know where the dressing rooms are to where the sales counter is to the color scheme like everything i have chosen and they have you know given me free reign on that and it's It's been incredible.
0: Now, have you had to deal with local government in any way yet? Like deal with the county or the town, which is Delaware County, Yorktown, Indiana, where you live and where this business will be?
1: I have not had to deal with the county at all because the building, I mean, the building was already built. So they, you know, dealt with any like county building permits when they were redoing the building. I honestly don't even know if the county knows I exist, (laughs) which is fine. So when I first like started seeking out the building, I did contact the Yorktown town Town manager to find out who owned it because I had lived around there um, and passed that building multiple times a day and never really knew what it was. Like no one seemed to know what it was when it was getting redone, when it was finished, it was just sitting there and everybody was like, okay, what's going to happen with this building? And I had heard that it was, You know it was owned by an individual and then i had heard that it was owned by the town and so i just i i asked my husband for the town manager's phone number i called him he met with me gave me the information and i reached out to the landlord So that was really easy.
0: Which is how it should be. It really shouldn't be a hassle, and I'm glad to hear that. So let's approach it from this side for people who might be out there thinking, hey, now might be the time for us to try out that really crazy idea that we've been throwing around. So when when you first started brainstorming this idea— you know, you're a pretty headstrong person. Was this something that you absolutely knew was going to happen? Or was it just an idea and it kind of morphed? I mean, where were you at in in that process? I mean, did you just think about this and it came to fruition over time? Or when you said this back on January 1st, 2021, you said there are going to be x amount of days until i'm actually standing in a business
1: that literally like changed overnight so when i first started thinking about it like i've met in my my old job i was working with salons so i was i mean i was working with small business owners every day and salons are i mean they're a little different because you're dealing with you know the service industry and you're dealing with the salon itself has to be licensed and, you know, meet requirements and then all of your employees obviously also have to be licensed. So it's a little bit more complicated, you know. Right. I had seen the high highs and the low lows that these small business owners were experiencing. Right. That's
0: a good way to say that.
1: I knew myself like just my personality and then also, you know, compounding that with the professional experience that I've had, I knew I was capable of it, but you also like, have you ever heard of imposter syndrome? Oh yes. So that was like the first time I'd ever really heard of it was when I started feeling that I was like, Oh, maybe I'm not capable of this. Maybe I can't do it. Maybe it is too much to undertake. Maybe I will have to, you know, like, wrangle with the county or wrangle with the town or maybe that maybe the building won't even like maybe the building isn't rentable maybe they're all like blowing me a line of smoke like I started doubting all these things and then I met with a very good friend who owns a very successful business that has just literally exploded since the day she opened it and I gave her my plan and what I wanted to do and she said you can do this she just she looked at me straight in the face and she said, you can do it. If you want to do it, go do it.
0: Wow, that's, yeah.
1: And I thought, well, why the hell not? You know, like, if I don't do it now, when will I? Because I can't just sit here and wonder what I'm going to do forever. I can't be mad at my old employer for firing me over a text forever. Like, I I needed to do something and if there's any time to do it, It's when the government and lenders are basically throwing money at people to start businesses.
0: Absolutely. That is a big thing. And the fact that you were at yourself in this enough that you knew, hey, this is something I need to pay attention to, and that you were able to know that, that says a lot. And look, I'm not trying to be one of these, you know, self-help podcast Tony Robbins or all that crap, or or the guy that cusses at you and tells you to get going or whatever. I'm just trying to be me, but... I've seen that. I've seen people that are both massive successes and massive failures. And I've seen people who should have been massive successes fail all their life and people who probably should have been failures succeed because of various aspects. But I am not somebody that likes to chalk things up to luck. Yes, there's probably a little bit of that involved or goodwill or or you know doing the right thing, praying praying and and, and living right whatever you're into. But in my opinion, hard work, busting your ass and knowing where to go and if you don't know the answer, knowing where to get the answer is what makes it. Knowing that you have a dream, working towards that dream, and then then achieving that dream is all part of a bigger picture of hard work. And, and, and you have that. You're that type of person. Like, you know, you had this idea, but you also are in tune enough to know that, hey, right now, the government is really helping out in situations like this. And that's what makes or breaks people in these scenarios. That's what makes or breaks it from the person who dreams it up and it just remains a dream to the person who dreams it up and then is living it 6 months later or a year later or or 20 years later, however long it takes, or whatever the work it is. You know, I have goals and I have ambitions here and I am working at that each and every day, all day long every day. And and that's the 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 in my opinion the decision Factor on whether or not somebody becomes successful doing what they're wanting to do or, or doing what they're doing along their way or the person who doesn't do that and hates what they do each and every day. And I think that people really need to understand that. There is a Joe Rogan podcast episode where he talks for like 10 minutes about getting trapped in the human cycle. And I don't really know it off the top of my head. I've heard it a couple times and it's fantastic. If you haven't heard that, people out there haven't heard that I would, I would highly recommend after this episode, you Googling Joe Rogan getting trapped in the human machine or something like that. It'll it'll pop up. I'm sure it's fantastic. But the fact that you were able to know Right now is the time. That's what it takes to make yourself very successful. And that's why I think that you will be very successful throughout this process. Look, it's it's kind of like this from my psychology days at Wall State. Do you know what the Dunning-Kruger effect is? No. All right, so in layman's terms, and I mean that for myself, not for the audience. I'm sure the audience can probably describe it far better than I can. I'm sure I suffer from this. But the Dunning-Kruger effect is basically uh, something in psychology. It's a hypothetical bias that states people with a lower ability at a task will overestimate their ability. So people who run around saying, I'm a genius, I'm a genius. Well, they tend normally not... Not to be geniuses because they don't exhibit behaviors that would make them geniuses. They don't study, they don't research, they don't do things that would make them smarter. Whereas somebody who is generally very smart at many things or very smart in a, in a topic or is a genius, they never feel like they're smart enough. So they are always doing more. They're always researching. They're always reading. They're always looking to better understand what it is that they are in, the field they're in or what they are doing. So somebody who says, well, I love politics and I'm a political genius. And if they suffer from this, then they don't do anything to better, Understand the field that they love. They don't research. They don't take time to understand what's going on. They don't take as much information in. And basically, their understanding of the field of politics stays where it's at while people around them continue to exceed past them. And they're running around talking about what political geniuses they are. And really, they're idiots. Whereas somebody who says, I really love. Of politics and I just need to know everything there is and I'm going to take these classes and I'm going to listen to these TED Talks and I'm going to watch these documentaries and I'm going to go to these meetings and I just can't get enough. Well, that person tends to accelerate because they are reading more and more and more. They are researching. They are taking in information and they are learning everything that there is to consume. And that's not just about knowledge or whatnot. I feel like that can be applied to to anything really and and it definitely can be applied in this situation and so you have these people out here who think i could be a small business owner i could do this or i could start to do the da 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 and then they don't ever actually take the steps to get them there but the people who feel like they want to be this small business owner, and they take some steps, but they they just never feel like it's good enough, so they're they're always clawing and digging ahead and doing what they can to do better. They tend to do better because they're actually putting forth the work, and I feel like you have that in you, and I I think that's really great, but uh, that's what people people have to deal with and, and you can turn that around if you're out there listening to this and in your field or or whatever you love and you're thinking that you're the the mastermind know-it-all of it all ask yourself have you read a book ask yourself have you taken the time to further advance your knowledge if not eh, maybe you're suffering from the dunning-kruger effect <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to take a really quick break. You're listening to this 154th episode of Perception Is Reality. I'm Chris. She's Amber. When we return, we will finish out the episode talking about Amber's announcement, and I'm sure she has some more information, which could very possibly help one or more of you out there listening to this. And I have to say, I hope that you make it through this commercial break, because on the other side, I have some amazing bumper music for you all. We'll be right back. All right, my friends, are you in need of plumbing services? Well, you need to look up Sherry Sheeline and Mark Bolin at Reliable Plumbing Services. That's RPS, Reliable Plumbing Services. They can take care of all of your plumbing needs from sewer drains, sewer repair, sewer installation, general plumbing, toilet install services, water heaters, and much, much more. That's Sherry Sheeline, Mark Bolin, Reliable Plumbing Services, all your plumbing needs 28 years experience senior citizen discounts and a discount for naming this podcast when you call 765-252-3665 call them reliable plumbing services for all of your plumbing needs today listen to this. This is the greatest thing alive. (laughs) Come on. Come on. (laughs) We've just killed dogs. (laughs) <laughs> all right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's kind of what I feel about this episode. It's, it's kind of been like that. I, not, not the deal with Amber's announcement, just how it's went off this week with being sick and, and not really having some content for you. I apologize, but I'm so glad that we were able to talk with our co-host and our friend Amber about this exciting venture that she is now laying on us all. And I am so, so, so happy for her and her family and I think this is going to be a fantastic time. Obviously, we're talking with Amber about her business that she's just announced to us and is all social media, Facebook official, and we have dropped the bomb on everyone that's listening. What I want to know is for young business professionals, folks that are either in business or like yourself who is just now starting off on this venture. What do you think about these small business network groups that you always hear about or young professionals or they have various groups all over the place like this. You find them a lot of times in larger cities, but we do have them here locally in Muncie and Delaware County, and they they serve all sorts of different needs and different professions. But have you heard about these? Do you belong to any? And what do you think about them?
1: So I have not done that yet. I'm friends with quite a few people that are on like Delaware County's local B&I group. But unfortunately, right now, when they meet, it's impossible for me to be there because it's literally when I'm driving my kids to preschool. Okay. Um. So they get out of preschool in the next two weeks, which, you know, obviously will open up that time for me. So I'm hoping that I can get more involved in those. Um, I have joined a couple, like, boutique-specific groups that's, like, kind of like boutique coaching by like veteran boutique owners. Um, But one of the cool things that I've noticed, even just like, I mean, my business is not even open yet, but one of the really cool things I've noticed is that Delaware County's small business owners are incredibly supportive people. Right. They, everyone knows everyone. Sure. And they are all helping each other and whether that means you know they're shopping each other's businesses or using each other's services or sharing their posts on social media or including you know like reciprocative businesses in giveaways or you know what have you anything like that that is and this is not like a group like they haven't formed a group or some like small business owner posse or anything like that it's literally just they're recognizing you know you, you have the same thing in yourself that I have in me. Sure. And we're on this, like, small business owner journey together. And I've noticed that already, even without having a, a business that's open yet. So while I, I totally believe that those, like, networking groups are great, I think our community is great in and of itself without these, like, offshoot groups.
0: Right, right. And
1: I've already... I've already been welcomed with Mm -hmm. incredibly open arms from other small businesses, so I think I think that really speaks a lot to not just Yorktown, but Muncie, Delaware County, like local businesses throughout the entire. County.
0: It sure does. And that's one thing for folks that are listening that are not from East Central Indiana. The people here that are working in the small business community are fantastic. They're fantastic to one another, and they, they are a welcoming community group to others that are also trying to start up small business. You don't have that whole sense of, oh, no, here comes somebody. We need to shun them or they've got to pay their dues to get into the group. You know, it's not like that. And I think that's fantastic. And and it's not just here in Delaware County. It's honestly over the line into Madison County and uh, in in other areas in East Central Indiana. Now, you can find communities where they are very – close knit and they don't really like outsiders and, you know, they, they don't like people who try to start things up, but those are few and far between. And for the most part, in at least East Central Indiana, we have a lot of wonderful small business owners who help each other out and help newcomers. And, and that's fantastic. Let me ask you throughout this process so far, is there anything that you've done that you wish you wouldn't have done or anything that you would have done differently?
1: Honestly, not really. Like, can't I I guess maybe the only thing is like learned how to build a website
0: (laughs) ah yes
1: (laughs) because I'm I'm kind of like I have had a little help and I know I have some other people that are willing to help me but I'm also very much of a control freak and I want (sighs) to I want to understand how it all works like I want to see it come together right instead of just like being like here make my website which who knows I mean in the next like four weeks, I may get to that point where I'm just like, here, finish it for me. Right. Um, so that's, that's been time consuming, just kind of learning um, how the, the platform that I'm using works and how I can, you know, integrate it into the physical POS platform that I will have in the store. But really other than that, no, like use, use the people that, you know, Yeah. Um, that, that's honestly been my biggest help. Like, had I not met with my one friend, um, when I did, I literally met with her before I did anything else, before I started my LLC, before, I mean, literally that was the first thing I did when I had decided, okay, I'm going to do this. Like I told my husband, okay, we're going to do this on, I think like January 2nd. And I met with her on January 4th.
0: Okay so that was early on in the process
1: yes and she she laid everything out for me and and she had connections that i didn't have to people that have also been incredibly helpful and there there are those people in your town like even if you're listening to this you know 20 states away i don't i don't know um A lot of people think, oh, well, I can't start a business because there's competition. No, that is a good thing, first of all. yeah. Because if there's not competition, that means that there's not success. So if there are other small businesses that are thriving in your community, whether they are offering the same thing that you plan on offering or whether they offer something completely different, that is a good thing. And I can assure you that even if you think – there is not enough money to go around to support all of these small businesses. There totally is.
0: That is absolutely accurate. And I don't care if you are listening in Muncie, Indiana, or you're listening in Yorktown or Daleville or Madison County or Indianapolis or Ohio or Kentucky. Right now, specifically just right now speaking, there is money in your government, your city, your county, your state, your Your federal government is looking to help you and to help get this off the ground. And you need to be getting in touch with your local government. You need to be getting in touch with your county government. You can get in touch with your financial advisor, your banker. You need to be finding out what's going on and getting in touch with your government because they are looking to help. Just specifically speaking right now, that might change again in the future. And it does go up and down and and twist all around. But right now is the time. And that help is out there in various different ways. I mean, yes, you can get, You can get loans easier through the banks and there's various grants that are out there for for people, for -for non-for-profits or various aspects. But if you're looking at starting a small business and you're wanting to create something and you've got a great plan and you go and talk to your local officials, there is edit money and that's what it's called in the state of Indiana. It might be called differently in various other states, but basically I'm speaking about economic development. Your state... Your counties, your cities, your towns all get some form of economic development money that they then can pass along to citizens who are trying to create businesses that will bring jobs to the community. And sometimes those jobs are two- or three-person jobs, and sometimes those jobs are 1,500-person jobs. You know, it takes all kinds. But small businesses are definitely a backbone in this country. And economic development monies are very vital to that.
1: Yeah. And you may think, Oh my business, like I don't want to take this money from other deserving businesses or my business isn't big enough or my business isn't going to produce enough. Um, your town needs to be driven and hungry for small business. Yeah. Like it's honestly through this whole process, it's honestly kind of shocking to me that towns and cities don't have at least not, you know, any that from around here I haven't done a ton of research, but it's it's kind of so- shocking to me that they don't have like their own little business hunters. Uh, well, <laughs> uh You know what I
0: mean? That's kind of a point of contention because they're supposed to. I mean, small towns is a little harder. Like city of Muncie has has a position for that. It's called an economic development director. Our mayor just decided not to hire one. He wanted to do that on his own. Generally, there are those
1: positions. Well, and I don't even now. Like I know, I know there's some like there's there's some you know yucky feelings, (laughs) and and I get that. I think it's I do think Muncie needs that position, but I don't even necessarily think it should be someone specifically from the government. Um, I think, and I, I completely plan on kind of helping to spearhead this in Yorktown just for your information, but I really think every town and city should have this like yes. small business owner welcome wagon. Yep. And that sounds so cheesy, but when it's coming, you know, no one, no one from any government has approached me. So this is completely hypothetical, Sure, but if I, if I were approached like by an economic development director or someone with a a title similar to that, I would automatically put my guard up. I would automatically think, why are you looking at me? What do you want from me? And how am I, how are you going to use me to help yourself? Because I'm, I'm just always, I'm always leery of government in that way. And I'm not saying that every government is like that. It's just like usually if government is seeking something out, it's for the betterment of themselves before it's for the betterment of their people. So if, if that were the only person that was like headhunting me as a business owner, that would I would automatically be reserved. But if it was a group where, you know, the economic development director happened to be on this group, But it was also made up of other small business owners or retired small business owners or business professors from the local university or things like that. If it were a bigger entity that had different people, like people from different paths, but all related to small business, I would feel much more comfortable with that. And I think I think that is how. Local governments and local towns can really bank on small business. Like if they know they have a commercial property that's for lease, instead of just sitting there and sticking a for lease sign in the front yard and hoping that some business comes along and rents it, like advertise that. Like right, sure, right. We're the we're the Smallville Small Business Association. Here's a local commercial property that's for lease, if you or anyone you know is looking to bring a small business to our town, let's talk. Right. Right. Like, this really isn't complicated shit that I'm talking about here.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it, it really isn't.
1: That's something I'd really like to get going and I I I haven't talked to very many um small business owners in Yorktown. I've talked to a couple and I haven't talked to you know, the town manager, which I guess would qualify as Yorktown's economic development director, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, But I really think Yorktown could benefit from that, especially like Yorktown is really pushing growth and they're really looking for expansion. And I hate to say it, but the the big business that they've hunted lately has not exactly been fruitful. So I think, you know, putting a group together that's willing to do the legwork to bring more small business to Yorktown, I think would be super beneficial.
0: Oh, yes. I I think that's a great idea. I think that, that whatever role that person may or may not have in various communities could work with economic development directors when they are uh, in those positions and filled properly. I mean, the county has somebody like that. The city has a role like that. But even for communities like the smaller town communities that might not have that position on the role to get paid maybe there were business people that could spearhead that like you were talking about and that could really be beneficial for those small communities or for the county as a whole however it played out i think that's fantastic
1: yeah i mean uh, with delaware county specifically i think it'd be great if the county had something like that because i mean think about it if somebody were to open i don't know something in selma I would I live in Yorktown. I live on the other side of the county. I would still shop there.
0: Sure. Right. Yeah. You know.
1: And if I you know, if I ever get to the point where I have the desire for a second location or the need for a second location or something like that and there's space available in, you know, another small town in Delaware County, like I'd be more than happy to talk to like a county group right. that, that's aware of, of all the commercial Lease spaces available in Delaware County, which, by the way, if you drive up and down McGalliard and Tillotson, you can see a ton of them.
0: Yeah, right. You're right. That's right. Well, Amber, I think it's been another fantastic show. I, I, again, want to offer you my congratulations. I am so happy. I will definitely uh, help you plug that and help drive people to your business. I wish you and your family the absolute best success. Everybody here uh, that listens I think probably hopes that you'll do the best. I'm sure you have your enemies out there, but you know where they can go. Uh, So other than that, uh, I think that about does her for the evening. Why don't you tell folks where they can find you one more time?
1: My personal page on Facebook is Amber Green. Green has an E at the end of it. Um, It's really not all that exciting, guys. I promise. Like you'll see me sharing the shit out of my business. Um, but other than that, I don't really post a whole lot publicly. Um, but the business page that I would love for you to follow is fate style studio. That's F a T E. Um, and that is available on Facebook and Instagram and the URL will be working occasionally. I mean, feel free to type it into your search bar, but you're not going to get anything yet.
0: (laughs) So I was going to say a moment ago sometimes you even share other people's business on Facebook as well.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> that could that could be a good or a bad I thing depending on who's listening to this right now. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. But yeah, I I appreciate I know this is kind of different if you're listening I was kind of the uh interviewee instead of the co-host, but I really appreciate, you know, you dedicating this this episode to to taking time to talk. And if anyone, I've already had a couple people message me about, you know, how do I get a business loan? Who did you use? If anyone has those questions, please, please, please reach out to me. Like I am not an expert by any means, but this lender that I worked with is absolutely incredible. They are local. They lend nationally, but it is also another local business. So if you, if you have that little glimmer in your eye and you're thinking, you know, I want to open a, a drive through in the same building that Amber is going into because hint, hint, that space is available. <laughs> um, please, please let me know. And I would be more than happy to connect you with the lender that I used and any resources that I have because I, I think now, if you have ever thought of being a small business owner, I think now is literally the best time in your life to do it.
0: Right now, right now, there is no time better than right now for you to do this, and that's very much true. Whenever you hear this, that's absolutely the truth. No matter what the situation is like, there is no better time than now to do what you need to do to make yourself financially stable, to make yourself happy, to make your family happy, and to help work towards the goals in life that you want to achieve. But specifically speaking, if you're listening to this around when it was first released in May of 2021, she really means right now is the best time to do that. So jump on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you know where to find me. You can catch me on Facebook at Christopher H. Bilbrey, which is facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318. You can also call or text the studio line at 765-546-9796. You can also email me at khbilbrey at gmail.com. I want to ask that you share the show with everyone you know. Remind them we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. They get on the hosting site, and they simply search for Perception is Reality, with Christopher H. Bilberry and we will be there with all 100 plus episodes and they will have a fantastic time listening to new episodes, going back and listening to old episodes. And I want to say now, remind them if they have trouble finding us that way or if they simply don't have a favorite podcast hosting site that they use for other podcasts or other music, they can simply go to Google and then enter in the the name Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilberry and iTunes or or Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilberry Google Podcast, or any other hosting site, or they can simply enter in Bilberry Podcast. B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast will pull right up and they can subscribe to us from there. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. God bless. Be safe. We'll talk to you in 155.
1: See you later. Bye.
0: You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email KH at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.